You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast <coughs> of the Andy Campbell Football Show Euro 2020. This is episode number 11. The Euros are coming to an end. Is it coming home? We will see. Lots of emotions, I'm sure, for uh, Mr. Campbell. But, uh, and of course, a lot of our uh, English viewers as well. It's going to be uh, very interesting to talk about that. And of course, all the other the quarterfinals and previewing the semifinals. But uh, the show is available live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, the home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notification. Most of all, give it a little look and a follow to our 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 partners, our brand sponsors, whatever you'd like to call them. We've got, uh, of course, Black Diamond Sports. 
We're a global sports agency who represents sports stars from around the world. For more information on them, you can get their uh, social media pages or their website, the links of which, to which are in the description below. They give a lot of help behind the scenes, helping us promote the show and whatnot, and we thank them. And, of course, today's sponsor, as ever, Bespoke Financial and Darren Ralston. Darren is giving away free will with £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So uh, check him out. Give him a call. Do not miss out on an amazing offer. He's looked after AC for a couple of, well, for, with various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the in injury cover. They are top of their field. They provide award-winning service. We are proud to partner with such a brand. And uh, I urge you to check them out. Tell them we sent you and uh, see if they've got a service for you. But uh, let's get into it. Uh, introducing, as always, my co-host, the goal collector. He's a former England under-21 striker, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough hero. It is Mr. Andy Campbell. How are you, my friend? Good evening. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm happy after the weekend. I'm. I'm relaxed currently. I don't think I'll be like this um, come Wednesday. Uh, unless the girls are the start that they had, but great to be back on. Do you know what, Si? I, I was thinking about, I was talking about this with my old man at the weekend, that I remember the um, the preview show, I remember the Italy versus Turkey game, I remember the, the, the conversations that we were having, I remember all of these kind of moments that we were looking forward to, and like you just said, that's nearly come to an end. It's, it's mad how, how quick football goes when you've missed it for that long, and we've got a, a little... Andy's frozen. Um, but uh, joining me and Andy is, of course, ex-Wales, Cardiff, Swansea forward, Mr David Giles. How are you, David? I'm good, Si. Good. Very well, thank you. Good stuff, mate. Sorry, Andy, you froze up completely, mate, there. So we uh, we had to, had to jump over to Gilo. But what I did want to just quickly ask you, uh, and was um, I just thought I would like you to tell the people what I said to you before the tournament with regards to England and also, of course, what I said on this show on Friday night. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> um, do you know what? I had a really, really nasty bank in the head on Saturday. And I can't yeah, really yeah, okay. I, I can a lot, tell A lot of things. However, however, however. No, listen. I, um, you said about England's squad being um, had the, the, the best depth, uh, which obviously I think it's showing um, with the, the difference in... Uh, formations the managers picking, the difference in team selections the managers picking, and the consistency of the performances. You said that England would um, guaranteed get to the semi final if not get to the final. Um, obviously, on Friday, you said guaranteed win. Um, uh, I think yeah, you, you said about the goal, and we spoke, and we spoke at length about Harry Kane via text. And obviously, we spoke sure the game before. Um, so your, your predictions on individuals are probably just as good as your predictions overall, you know, about... Um, and I think that's probably evident with the the way that Gareth's doing things at the minute, you know, and you know, with jokes aside, you know, I mean, predictions are absolutely spawn, but once you see the team, you probably your outlook, the team solution and your tactical um, vision is probably similar to what Gareth's trying to get his, his team to put across, you know what I mean? Instead of that, I, listen, I read loads of England comments, negative comments when the, when the teams come out about what's he doing, you know what I mean? Jaden Sancho, everyone's been screaming out for Sancho to play, screaming out to play. And he, Jaden Sancho, by the way, did not disappoint, did he? He was very good, uh, man. Because play him? No. Oh, listen, I think he was he was probably better than good, considering he's played no games, and he, he hasn't been in this side playing consistency with Kyle Walker, with other players, with Declan Rice's, with uh, with Harry Kane. You know what I mean? So for coming and be very consistent like he was, and some of the runs that he did, some of the interchanges that he did, the, the one-two in the first half where he went from right all the way to the left, um, and we and was when Declan Rice had a shot. Um, oh, listen, I thought he was very very good. Indeed. Um... Gilo, like in terms of England, first and foremost, we're going to talk about all the semi-final teams and the semi-finals, but that variety that they've, they're able to, uh, to provide, whether it's the formation, the tactics, bringing players off the bench, changing up the starting lineup, no other team has really got that depth, have they? No, they haven't, Si. And, and like Andy said, that um, 
you know, the way England have, have played, the way Gareth Southgate has managed the pace, I totally agree with him about Sancho. I thought he was fabulous the other night for a young lad, you know, playing in a big game like that. Um, really, really exciting. That's the type of football and football that I love to watch. People running up there, midfield, back four, going at them with pace. Very, very exciting. And and let's be honest, he's, he's not been in the starting line up until now. So, you know, Gareth Southgate unleashed him and he didn't disappoint. But when you think, I, I, for me, what um, Southgate did at the end, and I thought that was brilliant, with um, Jack Grealish, who he didn't come, who didn't come on, but he went over to him, put his arm around him, and he spent about two, three minutes with him, chatting with him, basically telling him, look, son, it wasn't your night tonight. You know, we, we, we had a plan that the lads carried it through um, and I didn't want to change it that much. We didn't need you to go on to cause more problems. They got their goals. In all fairness, delighted for Jordan Henderson uh, going on. I think he was sent on just to tighten it all up. But hey, he's going on and scored the goal as well. You know, he scored his first England goal. So there's so many pluses for England. There really, really is. Um, and you have to give all credit to the manager. And also uh, is the, the coaching staff. You know, they, they obviously, they, they've done their bit. Gareth Southgate trusts every one of them. England have got something special going on at the moment. And I, and I hope that they can go all the way and win it because uh, they, they are such a good team. Good yeah, there. and I said to Andy, actually, before the game had finished on Friday, I, uh, on yeah, Friday, Saturday, um, I said to him, before the game had finished, I said, you want to get a bet on England to win the Euros and the World Cup now because as soon as this game finishes, the hype will be there and the price will drop. And I'm not, I'm not saying that England will win the Euros or the World Cup, but if you fancy it, it's probably was that the time to do it. I just think the World Cup, of course, is a whole different kettle of fish. Messi is suddenly producing for Argentina, which he hasn't done on a regular basis over the years which is a you know that's one aspect straight away the world cup is a lot more difficult i think to to get further but then you've got to look at it england got to the semi-final of the world cup before this tournament like it's not a fluke and this no. is um i've saw a lot of uh particularly scottish and welsh fans but people on social media saying about um all the teams in the semi-finals they're the, all the ones who didn't have to travel they're the ones who played the majority of their games at home and of course it's it's not right it is it is um it does leave like a little bit of a a bitter taste for those teams but like the travel to baku for wales for instance had absolutely nothing to do with losing to denmark denmark was just a far better team um yeah and i just think sometimes you just just enjoy the tournament and what's left of it because I see so many people on social media getting caught up in, oh, I so and so supporting England and he's from Scotland or he's from Wales and it's like, well, just if you don't want to support, if you want to support England, support them. If you don't, you don't. Who cares? Just enjoy the football for what it is. Um, I don't know. It's weird. The media, I think, you know, they play up to these things. Of course, it is what it is. Um, Andy is Denmark the hardest? Take out the fact that it's a semi-final. Is Denmark going to be the biggest test, do you think? Bear in mind that I think Germany are not what they once were. Go on. What about Gilo? Do you think Denmark's their biggest, uh, England's biggest test, mate? Well, he's back just before the yeah. Andy answers. I, I personally think, um, yes, obviously, because they're, they're a very good side. They're in the semi-finals. But, Sai, I honestly believe, you said that about Germany, England beat a very, very good German side. Well, of course. Like, forget about... And if they'd beaten England, they would fancy themselves to go all the way. Because yeah. Germ the Germans have always been top top quality in, yeah, in these type of, type of tournaments. So, yeah, mm. yeah, they're probably Denmark is going to be the toughest because that's who they're facing in the, uh, in the semi-finals. But if you're going to win anything, you've got to beat all the best teams, haven't you? Yeah, 100%. What do you That's think? I, I totally agree. Listen, I, I want to pick up a point what Jilo just said there, uh, earlier on about Gareth Southgate and Jack, Jack Grealish. I thought Gareth Southgate's interview after the game was phenomenal. And phenomenal in terms of he said about levels of performance and he focused on Henderson. He focused on players Cody. He focused on players who weren't playing and haven't played. 
and won't, probably won't play in the tournament because he said that the reason why they're doing well is because these guys are pushing the players during the tournament yeah. and during training sessions and that's why you're getting optimum levels of performance out of those players and just listening to him live after a game with, with Gary Lineker and people like that he doesn't have to say things like that he could be buzzing that England are in the semi-final he could be buzzing he could get overexcited he doesn't and he means every word. He's not saying it to in case he needs these players. Because let's be honest, if Cody doesn't play, you've got Tyrone Mings. If Tyrone Mings doesn't play, you're going to play somebody else. You'll you probably play someone else ahead of Cody. You know what I mean? Then you've got then you've got the young lad from Brighton. So all these kind of players who he's talking about, they're getting these comments because they truly he truly believes that they deserve the credit because they are putting the shift in in training. But players are playing that well and that consistent that they can't be dropped. You're not going to drop Harry Maguire. You're not going to drop John Stones. You're not going to drop um, Kyle Walker on current performances and that's just, that's on your last performance you know what I mean and like that I felt really sorry for Saka that he that he was injured and um, now he's coming back to training he's he, he's going to be fit for um for Wednesday's game I, I don't see how you can put him in and I don't see how you can put him in ahead of Sancho I probably don't see how you can put him in ahead of Mount I don't see how, how you can probably Is he going to come back? He's going to come back now. He's come going to come now. back mid-sentence there. He'll be back now. Let's see. Um, I'd say the one thing, and which just what you're saying about Sacco then, mate, I think Sacco might come back in for Sancho. And here's why. Um, I think Sancho, uh, Sacco's been very good, and and, uh, and I think Southgate likes him. He's very direct, but he only seems to last around 45 minutes to an hour and then he does really fade quite drastically maybe it's his age his frame i'm not sure of the yeah. reason but he there is quite a drastic change from his first half performance to the you know yeah, no, the start of the second half no, so then I'm you bring you. sancho on a half time again goes back to the depth doesn't it yeah um, no, i totally with you i totally agree but i think and, I, and i'm going on and i'm going to jump on on Jilo's point i've just got a sneaky feeling what gareth southgate was saying to jack Grealish in his ear was be ready on Wednesday because you're going to yeah, start yeah. the first the first game in this tournament and that makes it a very 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 dangerous um, oh, team God, selection yeah. because you've got him you've got a hungry person who's ready who's ready to be unleashed for two or three days and that person will be ready to go because Gareth's not Gareth Gareth Warner said what he said in his ear and not gone through with it so if he said you're going to play on Wednesday he will play on Wednesday you know what I mean because he's been very consistent well, with with people and and I think that's the that's the consistency of the manager and the unpredictability of the manager because I'm sitting here, I can't see Gareth um, Southgate playing Jack Grealish, even though what I've just said. But yeah, I, it, whoever he plays, imagine it surprise me. So yeah, imagine how hungry uh, Rashford is. Imagine how hungry Grealish is. Foden, mm. these guys yeah. who are genuinely some of the best young footballers in Europe mm. have barely played a game in this tournament. And the players who've played ahead of them have deserved their places. So, like, when you can rely on that type of talent to come in, knowing that they're going to be chomping at the bit to have a big performance, it really does give you... Like, Denmark cannot predict what England's side no. is starting eleven is going to be. No. They can't even predict the formation, I don't think, because they could go five at the back and it would suit, you know, their full-backs. They could go four at the back... They can go four three three four four two. There's so many options, and you know, I just uh, it's interesting. But I said to Jilo and just before you joined us, um, like I've been really impressed with um, Dolberg and the other young Danish attacking midfielder. Like they play two behind the striker a lot. Um, I've been really impressed with both. They scored some cracking goals from long distance. Yeah. But those two players are predominantly making a name for themselves in this tournament. They're kind of coming of age in this tournament. Whereas they're going to come up against any combination of central midfielders that England have got. Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, uh, Phillips, who's having a blinder. And I'm sure there's a couple of others who haven't had a look in. Like, mm. they're not just good footballers. They're strong, physical footballers. They're Premier League first-teamers. They play in the Champions League, a lot of them. Like, that's a big big pool of central midfielders physically and technically and ability wise to come up against two young attacking midfielders who yes you know are phenomenal I just think that that depth in physicality and quality could be too much for Denmark and I gotta be honest I really rate Denmark I was really impressed with how they played against Wales 
But I, if we're sitting here on Friday's show and we're talking about the England have blown Denmark away in the first half hour, 3-0 or something, and then you know it's pitted out into a similar game to the Ukraine game, I won't be surprised. I don't think it'll go that way necessarily, but I will not be surprised if England blow them away because I, I just believe the momentum they've got at the moment, the squad they've got, they're capable of beating any football team in the tournament, and I include Italy in that. Um, Jaila, what do you think of that, mate? Like just what I've just said there. One hundred percent, sir. You know they can. They're they're more than capable of uh, of blowing Denmark away. What I would say, mind, and Andy will tell you this: those two young lads want to play against against those England players because mm. that's when they can really show how good they are, and and that's when they learn their stripes. And people say, hey, the, these kids are good, but they're they're even better than that. Look what they just did against the England midfield. So mm. they'll be relishing that. It's just what combination, like Andy said, Gareth Southgate is going to play. What what is he going to what what is he going to start with? And personally, I would love to see Jack Grealish play. I don't think he will. I think he'll be involved at some stage, unless they're winning three or four nil by half time. But you don't think he starts? I don't. I I hope he does, Sai. But I don't think. I I just don't. I just can't see it. Um, because I, I, again, um, we've got you know we've not talked about this lad. I think one of the England players of the tournament for me up to now, and his delivery is wonderful. Is Luke Shaw? Mm. What an absolute brilliant tournament he's had. United stuck with him. He had a shocking injury. They've got him back right. He's had a decent season. But my God, he's proved to everyone now he's a top quality international footballer that goes all the way. Gets right behind it. Any fullback and delivers his cross for Harry Kane the other night. I, I, as a winger, I would dream about delivering a ball like that, mm. and he, he does that on a regular basis. So, Jairo, but, quick question for you on Luke Shaw, mate. Sorry to interrupt you. Quick question though: um, Is Luke Shaw the best left back in Europe on current form? Um, do you know what? Say, I'd say yeah. I would say yeah. With what he's doing for his team and what he's setting up, who who is who is better than him? Spot on. I, someone else said that just before the tournament. I forget who yeah. it was, but they obviously <laughs> knew what they were talking about. <laughs> but you've also you've also got to, you've also got look. Jilo talked about there about his delivery for Harry Kane's goal. Before yes. that is the is the the seventy five yard run he yeah. overlapped to get there. So he, he's not just delivering a ball, he's delivering a ball with fatigue and he's delivering a ball in the second half of a game in, 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 in humidity and a bit of heat, crossing the ball with confidence, with a bit of swagger, with a bit of, you know, but he did it against Germany. He did it against Ukraine. He'll be doing it again tomorrow. And this is what, Jalo, this is what makes for me England dangerous because we've got the yeah. wide men who would like to tuck in. Sancho did a great job at the weekend by tucking in. Raheem Sterling, by the way, has been excellent. Oh, it hasn't well. been super, but it leaves it leaves it leaves um it leaves a gap out, out wide for the fullbacks. And England used to do yeah. it all the time. Um, David Beckham would tuck in, Gary Neville would bomb on. You know what I mean? And that's and that's yeah. why England that's why England was successful over certain eras and generations because they had parents who worked really well together. The parents that we've got at the minute, um, the wingers tuck in, the fullbacks bomb on. We get good crosses from the, from from deep or from the box. We fill the box with numbers. That's what's getting us goals. That's what's got us goals at the weekend. And I believe. I'll jump, I'll jump on the, 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 what you both said about the, the, the lads for the Denmark the sat midfielders. One thing they won't have on Wednesday night is fear. They'll go in the game wanting to make a name for themselves and continue to make a name for themselves, thinking that we can get a move to the Premier League if we perform tonight. That game yeah, is that big for those two guys because they can, they can get a move to the Premier League. And that goes for any one of those players because those have they put themselves in the shop window. They're probably going to get some interest out of, the, out of this tournament, but the Premier League is is, is a different animal. If yeah, you if you do, do it against, against England, the, just different. Mason Mounts, the Harry Maguire's, the, the Declan Rice's, if you can dominate those kind of players, then you're going to have a chance. You know, I mean, one thing I will yeah. say, and you, you've already said it, Phillips is having an amazing tournament. Declan Rice having an amazing tournament. You can see how important Declan Rice is for England when Gareth Southgate's bringing him off to save him for the next game. That's how serious Declan Rice is for England and how people might may not like him, the way that he plays, that, that people... I'm talking about limited ability. Listen, he does a job for the team. He protects. He's a passer. He passes sideways. He passes forwards. He passes backwards. 
I'm not looking for Declan Rice to go and score us 35 yarders and, and, and take people on and do a job. I want him to get the ball down, breaking up play, and I want him to pass to a Raheem Sterling, I want him to pass to a, a Rashford, um, a Sancho, a Jack Grealish, and then stay where you are and protect. Mm. That's, that's his job, and his job is to do that, and he does that job amazingly well. Um, what do you think of this point, uh, Andy? Craig, uh, Craig Sullivan says, I think if England give Denmark the same chances they gave Germany, they'll lose. Uh, the German finishing was woeful. I wouldn't say it was woeful. Werner had a chance in the first half. Muller had a chance in the second half, um, which he put wide. Um, I, I don't think any team has cut us open yet. Um, uh, Just that one chance, wasn't it, by Muller? Yeah. Yeah, that's the put, only one he, I think that I could think wide, of. But England, England were already 1-0 ahead. Listen, England have kept clean sheet in every single game and they're going into yeah. the game expecting out to keep, keep a clean sheet again. Um, there's going to be a time when England let a goal in. It's how they react, how they, how they learn from it, how they, how they get on with it. If they go one nil behind, they've still got goals in the team. If they're ahead and they let a goal in, well, so be it. We get back on the horse and we, we, we go again. It's a, listen, it's a semi-final of a, of, a, of a European Championships. These don't come around very often. And for, for my generation, for, for a lot of England fans of a similar age to me and younger, this hasn't been there before. It probably might not be here again. For me, we've got to take, take, take this chance with both hands and, and get in the final and then and then see what it is. But we can only take one game at a time. People talk about how poor Ukraine were. They weren't great, I'll be honest. Do you know what I mean? But England made them not great. Yeah. England have got to take credit for the performance of the other team because they stopped them playing. They, they got off to a great start. Yes, Shevchenko's tactics might have been poor. Um, but... That's that's down to them. He's, he's giving England probably too much respect that they're coming at them. They're going to break them down. And um, but to get beat four 0 in a quarter final, it shouldn't really happen unless you're going for it. And and they didn't. So, so. no. Let's talk about that. Um, one of the things which I felt happened with Wales, particularly in the Denmark game, was that Robert Page, through no fault of his own, showed a lot of inexperience at that level as a manager because, of course, he hasn't got experience. Shevchenko was in the same boat and I did think that in the England game he showed a bit of inexperience at his managerial level. Um, he, they played so defensive. I texted you after two minutes and said they've got two banks of five and they're on the edge of the box. Mm. And then literally Harry Kane scored like 60 seconds later. Um, but when you start off so negative, it's very difficult to change those tactics and the Ukraine never really were able, you know, they did have the odd sort of cross in the box or the odd sort of thing, but they never looked like scoring really. No. Um, and they never really were able to show, you know, in the latter part of the, um, the Swiss game, well, it was Switzerland. They played one at the game before yeah. the, the latter part of that game in the extra time, particularly, they were bombing down the wing. They were whipping balls in. They looked quite dangerous from the wide areas, but against England, and maybe you know, maybe that's due to the quality of the English fullbacks and holding midfielders. But I just felt that the Ukraine never really got going. Um, and I like maybe you know being a bit uh, hyperbole. Maybe I said they looked like a pub team at certain points because mm. I felt they looked really disorganised and they were playing so deep. And they reminded me of sometimes when you see in the FA Cup the opposite to a giant killing, where like the team from the you know the conference or whatever or the you know the really really lower leagues plays like a big side, and they look completely overawed by the occasion. And I felt like the Ukraine almost felt felt a bit like that. And um, Jaila, what did you make of that? Did you think they were overawed? Did you think they were a bit negative, or did you just think they were not good enough on the day? Number one side, that, listen, they, they weren't as good as England and you call it not good on the day. So what does Shevchenko do? Does he say, right, from the kickoff, we're all, we're going to bomb forward, we're going to press there. You can't do that against England. They've got so much quality. If, if you try and press them early and push them back early, they'll pick you off and, and all of a sudden you could be 2-0 down in 10, 15 minutes. So they had to start the way they did. But England just dominated the game. I've played in games, Andy's played in games, where there's not a lot you can do when the opposition got their foot on, on your head and you just can't get out of it. You know, it, it, and it's very, very difficult. When, when I played, I don't know what it was like with you, Andy, but um, the senior pros, the older pros always used to say, if we're going to win this game, we need seven, possibly eight of us to play really well. 
No. You go back to that England game, who had a no. bad game? They were all no. outstanding. No. So totally that, agree. That's, that's the totally problem that, that Ukraine had. They just couldn't get out of, do anything of that England dominance. No. And by the way, Pickford's having a great tournament as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's done everything that, right. I totally agree, Jarl, on what you said there. You know what I mean? The, 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 the one thing the England players did, especially in the first half, was they didn't panic after the first goal and think, listen, we need to go and get the second goal really quickly because they didn't yeah. need it. You know what I mean? They, no. they, they went from left to right so many times. How many times that, that Shaw got it and he ended up passing it to Stones on Maguire, which went out to, 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 to Walker and then vice yeah. versa. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or to Rice and then back across. They were really, really dominant in the game on, uh, uh, positionally. And it was just very comfortable for the for the for the rest of the team, and I just found it I found it very comfortable. I, I, I said to you, sir, didn't I during the game that once they get the second goal, if they get it early enough, it'll be three, four, or five, dead, dead comfortably. And then one yeah. once after an hour, he brought on his six subs or his five subs, how many, however many he brought. There was England just then sat, didn't need any more goals. I felt sorry for the subs because it's hard for them. They're not really going to be able to impress. Rashford didn't have any time on the ball. You had no. um, Calvert-Lewin didn't really get any shots because they weren't putting it's the same crosses in the box. Disjointed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was hard. And it was, and, but that's what happens in friendlies. You know what I mean? We made too many subs, for me, in my opinion. And it was difficult for, for those guys. But one thing I did find in the whole game was Shevchenko trying to bring three subs on in the 91st minute and none yeah. of them got on. I thought that was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Well, he, the reason he was, he was trying to bring them on to give them time because I think a couple of them hadn't played in the tournament. So he was just trying to give them minutes just to so they could give say him, they played at the Euro. 20 minutes and then. The, and yeah. the bloody referee blew up a bang on 90 minutes. <laughs> well, give him 20 minutes. <laughs> the first time like, like, ever. The, the, the yeah, of course. Was the game was 4 0, dead and buried, and he knew that. Yeah. Listen, he got, you've got a, he was an 18 year old lad still on the sideline. He doesn't want 30 seconds or a minute against England. No, he wants, he, he, he could have made a name for himself. He could have got a goal. He could have made a good yeah. tackle. He could have, you've got to give these players 15 minutes minimum to get into a game, and, and, and especially against a, a side like that and the way they were playing, the way the game was going. And, and I guarantee you, any one of those players from the Ukraine who would have come off, They'd have probably preferred oh. to come off 20 minutes ago well, because they were, they were dead and buried, some of them. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like was with about 10 minutes to go, England were knocking it about at the back. With you know, They've got no reason to push forward or whatever. They're 4-0 up. And the Ukraines, they weren't even trying to get the ball. They were just no, dropping to the halfway line and just letting England pass it. And I just mm. thought, look, I know you're 4-0 down, but it's still a major tournament. You're still representing your country. Come on. like yeah. I just I didn't like that heart. at all. Show some yeah, just, and, and it just works. Just, balls, listen, like. we've, we, listen we, footballers, have, footballers are renowned for being fit, running around, just just show willing, just go and chase for, for for another twenty minutes, and just show yeah. just shows your nation and your and your comrades that you that you're up for the fight. And for me, I agree. I thought it was very strange. It, it looked pathetic at the at the end with um with the all lays and and do you know what I mean? I yeah. just thought it wasn't. A, yeah. It didn't I'm feel like a quarter final. It felt like a. It felt like, it felt a, like a, friendly, a World right? Cup qualifier or a friendly yeah. where people were just, you know what I mean? It didn't feel like it at the end, but hopefully it's just because England played so well and England can yeah. continue and, and, and improve and get better. And if they can get better and play as half as well as they did on um, on Saturday night for me, they're going to get a positive result again because they've got people and players who can hurt the opposition. Yes, so the opposition, but... England have got so many options and so many people who can do it from the start and from the bench and everything. It's ridiculous, yeah. Um, so just lastly on England, we just had a super chat. Uh, do you think, and this is from West Ham fam as well, he says, uh, do AC and Gilo think Declan Rice would be a good sign-in for United? Uh, and how much should we charge after the Euros? Hashtag bank. Uh, Alan, so I'll go first. I'm, um, do I think it'll be a good move? For the lad personally, yes. Um for, for Man United, I'm not sure because will he, will he play every single minute of every single game? Because the players they've got in there, they play a different style to the way that Declan Rice plays. You know what I mean? For me, Chelsea probably would be a better, better fit, but Chelsea and West Ham, the, the history and the heritage will go there. You don't want to move um, because that mm. would be a bad move all around. Um, for me, West Ham have just had an amazing season. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 they're, they're, for me, they've earned him his place in the squad, his place in the team, the way that he's played. So, because of how West Ham have played this year, he's got his opportunity. So, for me, I think it'd be disrespectful for any footballer to say I'm leaving West Ham, even though how other other big other, other big clubs. Depends how much money they offer the West well, Ham, doesn't it? I agree, but for me, West Ham don't need to sell. They've got multi-million owners. You know, what I mean, they're getting the fans yeah. back in their brand new stadium. For me. I'd double the price, whatever, whatever they were saying. Yeah, and and if, you get, if they pay it, they pay it. If they don't, then move on. Mm. 
Yeah, 100%. The one thing I disagree with you, I think um, I think he'd be the perfect midfielder to sit whilst Pogba and Fernandes have a bit more freedom. And I think the three of them... I don't think you can play... I don't think you can play them all me, though. I just think... Uh, yeah, but Declan Rice play. is a holding midfielder, isn't he? Whereas yeah, Pogba well. likes to play off the left and Ronaldo... Uh, Ronaldo. Fernandes I don't think he likes, likes to. to play. I, don't think, I don't think he likes to. I think he's forced to. No, he likes to play. That's where he played for Juventus, yeah. wasn't it? On the left. Uh, yeah, I know, but three. when he's, you know what I mean? I, 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 I think I just he just think likes think to wander, mate, if he had his own yeah. way. He could just I, go I, where I, he wants. I, I think it'd be a perfect fit for Chelsea, but I, I wouldn't, if I, yeah. I think, I think for, for past moves from Chelsea, from West Ham to Chelsea, Frank Lampard. Difficult do to have, isn't it? Don't do it. Don't think it'll happen. Don't do it. Do you think he's good enough to play Champions League football? He's in the semi-final of Euros, isn't he? For, for the reason he's a very good footballer. So for me, yeah. I think he'd, he'd find it a stroll in the park. Could Calvin, could Calvin Phillips play the Champions League? I don't know. Of course he could. Oh, no, he I'm not saying I'm not, he could, but which, all right, which top four side would you put him in in their starting lineup now if you ignore any signings coming in? Does he get in the Man City uh, midfield? Does he get in the United midfield? Does he get in the Chelsea midfield? I think Tottenham. you've got to look at you've got to look, you've got to look at current current form the, way that, the way the injuries are going. You know, I mean, for me, he's taken over on current form over Jordan Henderson, hasn't he? You know, yes. what I mean, I, I don't think Jordan Henderson sits anymore. He does like to move and go forward at times, but for me, if Jordan Henderson is a sitter, Calvin Phillips has got a little bit more energy. Jordan's a little bit getting a little bit older. He seems to be he seems to get stuck in a little bit more. His his, his game's developed so much in in a short space of time in the Premier I'd been League. I've been surprised but, by him. I got to be honest. You know what I mean? Like we we we, we talked about on the Championship show when he when he got promoted at Leeds and he was a standout player. Mm-hmm. And did I ever think two years later he was going to be? We were going to talk about him in this conversation in the Euros. Not a chance. But he's do, he's mm-hmm. done it because he's earned his, earned his opportunity to do it. So yeah. credit where credit's due, and credit to the manager to put him in. By the way, because that was the biggest decision for me. Because yeah, the easy option was anybody Mant or Henderson or whoever, wasn't anybody. it? Um, There's Jackson got five Rice. players ahead of him. Mm. Mm. I agree, completely agree. It's uh, it's an interesting one. I do want to. I want to just quickly move on um, to talk about some of the other teams, the Euro teams. Um, Is there so, any teams? Is there any other teams? Nah, <laughs> England have already won it, mate. Um, so uh, just before we do, um, I've got a large Andy Campbell football show t-shirt um which i had it was delivered to my house today um it's a one of a kind there's not going to be any more made because uh, it was a sample um and there's some little bits on it which i want to change or move so there's never going to be another one um so i'm going to give it away um the winner will be uh whoever can guess who my player of the tournament for the euros will be um <laughs> So I will announce that when me, Andy and Rodri do our team of the season in the last show, which is what, Monday? So next Monday, but I'll, uh, I'll announce who my, my I'm get, choice I'm try, is. I'm trying to think. I've got a couple. I've got a couple who I think it could be. But but yeah, so, so I, just, so I wanted to make it like tricky and a little bit trickier because it's a once in a time. I might... Um, I might even see about getting Andy to sign the T-shirt. You never know. Never know. Because it is a it's a one... There's never going to be another one. So uh, why not? So I'll give it away. Um, but moving on, um, one team which no one is really talking about, and um, it's interesting because obviously historically they've won numerous tournaments over the years, is Spain. Um, of course, they're in a massive transition. Um, they've changed the way they play. They haven't got a lot of the big boys who brought them that success. But um, Gilo, they're still there. Um, and they're still going strong, and they've they've had a couple of games where they've been quite impressive. They've had a couple of games where they haven't been as impressive. They've missed some chances, but uh, where are people writing them off too easily? Um, you never write Spain off, never. Um, people did before this tournament. I don't know the the, the first couple of games they played. You reading things on social media and in the press. Or Spain have finished, they've had it, you know, they're going to have to rebuild. Then all of a sudden, bang, they've come alive. And I think they're the first team in a major competition to score five goals in two games back-to-back. Wow. So that's where they're dangerous. They'll concede, but they'll always be able to score. And Andy will tell you, goals win games. Yeah. 
That's what wins you games is scoring goals. So never write the Spanish. It's going to be difficult against Italy. Um, I, I just want to say one thing, and, and I've been dying to say this to, to you two. It hasn't been mentioned a lot. The Italian game the other night. I cannot understand for the life of me, and this is nothing against Italy because I think they're a fabulous team. I love the manager. I love his ways and, and how smart he looks. It's sheer class. But that lad with the first goal, when when the, the Belgium captains tackled him, he's no. gone down on the floor. He the stayed there. He stayed there in a in a ball. Now mm. I'm thinking like Ericsson, is he seriously injured or something like that? It's, the ball's come back into the box. Bang! They've scored. He's only mm. got up and running after the play that scored and jumping. Yeah. I cannot believe that's not a booking. Or, or you know, shocking, absolutely shocking. I, I, I put I put something on social media on um, that was Friday night. I put something on Saturday morning, and I said uh, the UEFA should ban him for two games so he misses the rest Definitely. of the tournament. And yeah, and I, part of me thought a little bit harsh, but then part of me thought, do you know what? How are these going to players learn? Because it would stop you doing it in the semi final to try and get a penalty. What was, was he? What was yeah. he? What was he trying to achieve? Was he? Was he staying down so so Val would look at it, even though yeah. Yeah. nothing was going to happen. You know what I mean? Because it was just, it was a laughable thing. And then to get up and run away, it just looks like he was trying to con somebody. And if you're trying to con yeah. somebody, you're cheating. And if you're cheating, then surely it's like diving. It's like simulation. So, you know what I mean? You've got, to, you've got to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And here's the, the, here's the more serious aspect of that as well, is you've got um, obviously the referee and the medical staff, etc. But particularly the referee and the Christian Eriksen incident did so well to yeah. stop it and get it and get him the attention he needed straight away. However, how much harder is it for referees to do that in a serious situation when you've got players collapsing in a heap, rolling up into a ball, and then, like, they, there's this thing. Years ago, you'd have Jurgen Klinsmann would roll, like, six times, wouldn't he? But these days, when people... I've seen a lot of dives now. They'll stay completely still yeah, um, to make it... And they'll scream out in pain, and then they won't move. And I just think... It's just Besides, players you, have I, got to take you, players have got to take responsibility no, yeah, to help referees out to know when it's something serious and when it's something not. Like Leslie's just put in the comments there. There's no evidence to say he wasn't injured, but all right, there's no evidence to say he wasn't injured. But also, he must have recovered from his injury hmm. the quickest he's, anyone has ever recovered. Okay, from so I'll throw I'll throw I'll throw a comment on that one then. So he was injured. Referee stops the game, blows the whistle. We, we we get the train run for him, so there's no goal. Yeah, and that's it. It, so it just there? disrupts the who's game. There? Who's, who's going to lose out? Yeah, so he's so he so Italy lose out the goal because because one of your teammates is trying to con a referee and trying to get yeah, an yeah. advantage. So next time, because we used to do it, Jarla, didn't we? You know what I mean? He plays yeah. on the floor. The referee used to stop the game straight away. So if we he go did. back to that and the ref doesn't play advantage, then that goal doesn't happen and Italy don't take the lead. So the whole game and the whole dynamics of that cup tie. Changes straight away overnight. You know what I mean? I, I honestly don't get it. I don't get. I don't no. get why he did it. He looks so stupid getting up and running away he without did. a limp as well. Yeah. By the way, you know. Yeah, what I mean? so he did. It's, um, yeah. And listen, I'm a big fan of his. I, I, I've said good things about him during the tournament. Uh, he's been one of my favourite players. But he, he went down to my, point, he went down to my estimation there. Though. Very interesting point. Rice just made there. Was he was he uh, pretending to be injured so that if they did score? He couldn't be. They wouldn't call him offside for interfering with play. Well, no, because the ball goes past him. He's interfering with play. If he's blocking the yeah. goalkeeper's vision, he's offside. So, but if he's, he's injured, they I've seen them no, not give it block, when players no, injured as well. If he's blocking, if he's blocking the referee's vision, he's offside. He's offside. So he's making himself mm. a bigger, bigger person. So he's making himself a larger area on the floor. If he stands up, he's, he's not as yeah. big. Because yeah, it, it, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. I, yeah. he, he made himself. Yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? It wasn't even like he had got caught like in yeah. the face the or something, and maybe with VAR it will look like a penalty. Yeah, the just, criticism he's got is, 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 is just for me. You know what I mean? And he, yeah. he's, he, he'll probably regret it because he'll look, he'll look a bit silly. Because, listen, we, we don't want to see it. You know what I mean? But if Harry Kane does it on, on Wednesday, people will be the first to, to, to slag him off and have a go at him and do yeah. it. You know what I mean? We don't want to see it. You know what I mean? That's the no. end of it. It doesn't matter who it is. He's one of the, he's one of the standout centre forwards in this in this Euros, and he was at the start, and he has all been all the way through. He's their main talisman going forward. You know what I mean? He's their he's their he's their main centre forward. So for me, I want him playing. I, I want, if I've said all along about Italy, how good they are, but they're only good with him in the side. You know what I mean? They're the best. He's the best centre forward they've got, and he needs to play. 
and he doesn't but he doesn't need to do things like that no they're, they're, they're all only quickly they're all at it but i think that was probably one of the worst examples of it yeah you know, it was highlighted more wasn't yeah, it because they yeah. scored whilst he was doing it and he got up and run off like if they hadn't scored people wouldn't have been drawn so because he would have just got up and trotted back to the halfway line or whatever yeah. and people wouldn't have noticed it as much whereas because they scored he obviously got up to celebrate and you know it was highlighted more which is it and it's a shame in some ways because i thought italy were absolutely phenomenal against yeah, belgium um I thought they were they were amazing. Those, center, amazing. those center backs made were incredible, but not just that. I thought they blew Belgium away pretty much in the first 20, 30 minutes. Could what's have been three 0 What's your thoughts on Belgium though? Because have they have they underachieved? Is yes. there, what's people, I, what's the, what's the viewers' thoughts on it? Have they underachieved? Um, did the did the main players perform? Did the manager get his tactics wrong? Is it Roberto Martinez's fault? Because people are questioning should no. he still be there? What's the what's the consistency consistency there? I'd have a couple of points for me. Um, this is their golden generation, remember, though, isn't it? Yeah. I'd say, first and foremost, this tournament, just this tournament, they've got a slight get-out-of-jail card in that Hazard and um, De Bruyne were not fit. So they're always going to kind of fall back on that. However, they should still have a good enough squad to be able to, you know, they still got people like, like Lukaku, the other Hazard, um, Witzel was, you know, played from the majority of the games. Um, Tillmans and, you know, they've got good footballers. Um, the problem is, uh, and I said this to you, Andy, the other day, uh, and I think it's Reese who said it a few times in the comments over the shows, is notoriously Roberto Martinez teams aren't the greatest at defending. And I thought that was shown in the tournament. And I said to you, Andy, it's all very well bringing in Thierry Henry to be assistant manager or to work with your strikers. The attacking players are good anyway. Maybe bring in Vincent Company to work in with the defenders because mm. at, at certain points in this tournament, again, Belgium at the back looked absolutely shambolic. But that's just my view. I don't know what you guys think. Well, uh, I, only quickly, I've just come in on there. Uh, don't forget, mind, Belgium are a decent side. Yeah, they, yeah. They, you'll, you'll have to say that... They weren't at their best, and that, I think that's that, that's fair. But let's not, like we said about England earlier on, they're playing a top-class Italian team who, yes. did, who didn't really let them get settled down. Having said that, the one where Lukaku was as, on the far post and it, uh, the Italian defender put his foot out and it hit his foot, if that goes in, it could, mm. it could have been a different game. Yeah. And you may have seen Italy under pressure. But again, yeah. it's Italy... Are one of the major teams in this tournament, and I personally think it will be an England Italy final. And then you know, you just don't know on the day you hope England to do it, but yeah, Belgium, I, I just think we're, we're, we're up against a, a side that were better than them, and, and they just couldn't work out a way of beating them. I totally agree. So, I think I, I think Belgium have focused so much on their offensive side and their offensive way they set up. Um, I wouldn't say they've forgotten about defensively because they've got one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Yeah, um, I think defensively they've they've got a very aging back three, and what causes them problems is pace. And what caused them problem against Italy was was Immobile working the, the, the three across the across the box. Yeah, Akiesa on one side and Signor on the other, and they just couldn't handle the movement. They couldn't handle the pace. They couldn't handle the coming to feet going along. They, they, they were very unpredictable. Full box bombing on Spinzola in the first half, and that was the problem that they couldn't handle. You know, they were getting forced further and further back and. Yes, experience counts. Of course it does. Experience is one of the most thing, important things in football. You need to have that experience to play. But sometimes the, the raw pace and, the, and, the, and, and, and and talent like Italy had and of course just absolutely blew them away. And Jalo's right. Yeah. You've got to give Italy credit. Because for me, that was a, it was a flip of a coin game. Any, yeah. Whoever won it, you take it on the chin and go, best team won. You know what I mean? Because they've got the best players. Because if De Bruyne would have scored, Lukaku scores, they're the best side. But for me... Italy blew them away in the first half. You know what I mean? They were, I wouldn't say unlucky to not have the first goal, which was offside. Uh, but you know what I mean? It was a very, very tight call. If that wasn't, if there's no VAR, that's getting given because nobody, nobody with the, with the with the naked eye saw that saw that no. knee up to the chest. No. But you know what I mean? The, for me, the, the, the they were the best side, and I think they're probably the best side I've seen in the tournament so far. Yeah, but all round, I think they're the best team. They got a phenomenal goalkeeper, as I said at the start of the tournament. One of the best in Europe, if not the best in Europe. He's only. 
and then twenty one and twenty two behind Pickford, yeah. Pickford's an anomaly, <laughs> mate, for me. Really is because for for Everton, he looks like an absolute liability every single game. He looks like he's going to make a mistake every he showed, game. But in he showed England, that, he showed that against Ukraine different. when he came out and missed the ball. He had a he had a, yeah, he had a Everton still moment. Got it. So he, yeah, so you let he listen. If that's his if that's his mistake in the Euros, I'll I'll take him because listen, yeah, everyone's allowed a, everyone's allowed a lapse in concentration. But yeah, I, I do yeah. agree. With you. I just think it's nice that that I'm talking about Jordan Pickford, who's had such a he's had such, such a time critically. Years, he's, yeah, he's been hammered. Years. And he's, Did you, he's now keeping way? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's made some. He's made some big errors, but now he's keeping clean sheets and looking confident. Looking at the Yeah. I, do um, you know, I, Andy? I've never seen a goalkeeper ping a ball like him. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's strikes an unbelievable his tech, his technique. Like, listen, I, I've never seen goalkeepers in my life be able to kick balls. I, I'm on about Edison. I'm on about uh, Pickford. You know what mm. I mean? The, the goalkeepers are normally the worst in pre-season at the back oh, of the yeah. room. You know what I mean? They're always they always just 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 do pat a cake, throwing <laughs> balls to each other. But now they're they're, they're the fittest. They're, yeah. they're, they're in the gym all day. You know what I mean? The, the, the techniques, they can take penalties, they can do absolutely everything at the minute. So it's uh, it's it's listen, it's amazing what the what how the standard of excellence goalkeepers have gone to another level now. Yeah. He could Man. go to a, he could go to American football and come on, you know, the kicker. Come on, yeah, I tell yeah. yeah. He'd be hell of a kicker. And fortunes, wouldn't he? <laughs> he um, he might need to take penalty on Wednesday. So, listen. If Jordan Pickford had to take a penalty on Wednesday, I'd be quietly confident he would smash it in the top corner. I tell you, I I agree with you, Andy. I totally agree that with you. His, his job is to to save him, innit? But um, <laughs> and, he'll, and he'll save five as well. Yeah, well, this will be it. Will be interesting. Is if England and Italy go on the same tra- tra- trajectory that they're on at the moment? Good England word. haven't conceded a goal. Uh, Italy. Have been phenomenal, and uh, Donna just said there. Donna Rumor hasn't conceded a goal from open play in the tournament, so I mean, it could be like a real clash of two form teams. But I think it would be crazy to look past Spain and Denmark, respectively. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, and like I think it was Leslie just said, like England notoriously semi final stage, not always the most comfortable. Uh, of stages for them, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. It's um, I thought they'd beat Croatia in the World Cup semi-final, and they didn't. Um, so it's a difficult one. Um, right, let's talk predictions and whatnot. Spain versus Italy, uh, Andy. How do you see that one going? Oh, listen, I, first and foremost, I said uh, before Italy played uh, Belgium, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a good game of football. For me, this is the standout game out of the two. I think with both of them, the way they play tactically, you know, I mean, Spain are full of younger players. They've gone down a different route. Uh, the manager's got his tactics spot on. Um, his dress sense, though, by the way, because his dress sense in this tournament <laughs> has been absolutely disgusting, by the way. You know what I mean? He looks, at, he looks like a tramp. When he's done the touchline, so it'll be it'll be chalk and cheese on the touchline with him and Roberto because Roberto always looks a million dollars. Italy side sponsored by Armani, by the way. Ah, there you go then. Uh, but Just on the pitch, yeah, on the pitch. Uh, listen, I can't see, I can't see Italy giving this up because of the way that they've they've already played at Wembley. I think that'll help. Um, the, I think they'll be they'll be settled with the way that they play. They'll feel comfortable. They grow into the games really quickly. I've never seen a team in this tournament as fit. As Italy, Italy have been, and I thought they might have, they might have, um, they might have grew off a little bit. But for me, the only worry I've got is Spinazzola. Um, he obviously got stretched off uh, in the in the latter ranges of the um, the Belgium game. If he's not fit, who comes in? Will we'll, we'll have the same attacking prowess? I'm not sure. But for me, Italy are going to win it. And Jaila, what about you, mate? Yeah, that, again, I, I, I have to agree with Andy there, but I can see Spain scoring. It'll be a different ball game if Spain get the first goal, you know, because Italy then will have to press and push on a bit. And and Spain, like Andy said, they've got good, young, quick players. They're all comfortable with the ball. They're all playing in a good league, you know. They're, they're, they're playing at great clubs. So take nothing away from the Spanish. If they get half a chance in Italy, again, this is this is what happens in football, especially in semi-finals, finals. You may have a couple of players who are just not on their game. They get caught up in all the emotion and the excitement, the nerves creep in. You know, you've got to hold your nerve in these games, big time. So if, if Italy don't do all those things, they could find it very difficult. But I would say that, that, it, that Italy, for me, probably be a 2-1 to Italy. 
It's going to be interesting. I think a big part of Spain being successful will be how Morata finishes um, because some days he looks like he couldn't hit a barn door and then other days he looks like one of the best strikers in yeah. Europe. And yeah. in those big games, it's though that one chance you get is so important. Um, I think it's something you've put in there. I think it's important, though, that, that, that we look at Spain and the way that they're, they're selected to side without any Real Madrid players and, and they went down a different yeah. route and they're trying to build for the future. That Absolutely. if Spain don't get to the final and they lose the semi-final, this has still been a success. So yeah. Yeah. Enrique's done a great job. I think... I think he'll 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 get a lot of credit for what he's done. The players and the country and the national team moving forward will will be in a really Both good position for the World Cup. And the really? Italy yeah, and so I think it's, but I think it's really important that one of them one of them's going to lose. And I think I look at I look at Italy's experience at the back, for example, and in midfield with, with Verratti and Jorginho, that mm. they've got a little bit more experience. And I think sometimes in games at this bigger level at this stage, experience counts. And I do that's yeah. why I, I believe that'll that'll happen. But in the future. I wouldn't like this play Spain in four years' time, for example, with this side yes. going through, all the way through. That'll be that'll be yeah. really scary. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of players as well who haven't gone, like young players who haven't gone as well, which I think um, in four years' time they'll be right up there. It's going to be really, really interesting. I'm going to go with um, Italy 2-0. Uh, no, actually, I changed that. I'm going to go with Italy uh, 3-2. Uh, I do think <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a high-scoring one. But... Um, as uh, as everyone knows, I got my England Ukraine uh, prediction spot on to the to the point where I even said Harry Kane was going to score a brace. Um, so I'll let you go, you guys get it wrong first, and then I'll give my prediction <laughs> for the Denmark and uh, England game. But how do you see the game going, and uh, what's the score going to be? Um, I'll go first, but, but, but whilst I'm talking, can Leslie Coates put his prediction in the in the group chat so that everyone can then have a giggle at you on <laughs> Friday once you get it wrong? So I'll talk now. So for me, I don't see anything but England winning. As, 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 you know what I mean? And, and this is just my, my head talking, my heart talking, whatever it is. I don't care what happens in the game as long as England win this game. That this is an opportunity and this is life changing for those players. This is life changing for the country. This is life changing for me as a football fan. You know what I mean? This is. I, I wasn't as excited and confident in the process, in the group, in what's going on. You know what I mean? Maybe it's as less hype as it was against Croatia. Everyone was expecting it. We went one 0 ahead. Everyone thought it was game over. You know what I mean? For me, I'm just quietly confident the way that the the the, the, the lads are doing it. You know what I mean? There's no. Big time Charlie's in that group, you know what I mean? They just seem to be go- together, doing really well, and I think it's just amazing. And I, I, for me, England through to the final. And uh, Gilo, how do you see it going? Yeah, I, I, again, I, I think it, this uh, is very tight game. Um, I think it'll be nil nil half time, and I think um, I'm going to go one nil England, but one nil do you? It'll be a very very tight game. I think that. You know, everyone will be on the edge of their seat, biting their nails. Obviously, if you're an Englishman as well, I want England to win. I want them to get to the final. Like Andy said there, you know, it, um, I can remember watching that 66 World Cup final. I saw every game. Um, and, and yeah, I looked at those players. They, they were my heroes. Bobby Moore, Bobby Charlton, Alan Ball. You know, that I'd run out, out the street kicking a can around. I thought I was Alan Ball, you know, because I, I, I absolutely brilliant. So... Yeah, you know, and and you know what these lads—they're top class players. They 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 play for great clubs, and there just seems something about the England team at the moment that Gareth has pulled them all together, and they've got this t- togetherness. I see, I see a lot of the '66 stuff. I, I really do. They're all good mates. You see them when they're training. You see them walking to the coach. They're all chatting. There's no little pockets or you know like the people splitting up. So I, I really think that, that there's something good going on with England. And I have to say, Andy, come on, it's about time that England did win something because they are a big football nation and, and, ah, and we want to do well. Jailo, and you know what? And coming from you and coming from somebody who's so passionate about his own country, that's, it's, a, it's amazing. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm, as an Englishman and a proud Englishman, so you know how proud I am, you know what I mean? To, to live in England, to be English, to wear my, my caps to behind me, to wear my caps, to wear this English shirt behind me. Every England fan... Every single England fan should want their country to win. And Leslie Coates' comment, which is just flashed up on the screen, is embarrassing and he should be embarrassed to even write it on his computer because every England fan should want his country to win and never pick another country. And that's just... That, yes, that might be my, my opinion. If they were playing Brazil 
in the 1970s, I'd still expect England to win. That's how much I, I, I'm, I'm passionate about my country. It's just, it, it's just is what it is. It's like, I, I look at you guys, Si, and I've said it in previous shows. I've said it um, in, 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 in our Monday show and our Friday show in the Championship. The Welsh fans have something different and something different. And I'm on about passion. I'm on about desire. They, they, they run through a brick wall for their team. They'll support if, even if they're even if they're being beaten, they won't make excuses up about it. And I think it's just, it's absolutely a credit to every single one of them. And if England can get anywhere close, and this isn't me hammering England fans, by the way, but if England fans can get anywhere close to that passion, they've got an opportunity on Wednesday and I hope they bring it home. And I'm not on about the cup, by the way, I'm just a final because I can only look at one step. I, I honestly don't think they'll win the final if I'm talking right now. But if I'm talking on Friday about England playing the final on Sunday, of course they're going to win. That's just the way well, I yeah, the thing is, yeah, but of course, like the thing is, like it's we've already said a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, Italy are the best team in the tournament that we've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, if Wales were playing Italy in the final, I would go with one 0 Wales yeah. because I would think the Wales are going to somehow pull put it out of the bag like a deflected yeah. Gareth Bale free kick or something. Um, it doesn't matter, does it? But the actual result on um, Wednesday is going to be. It's going to be one nil to England, and the goal is going to come in the 79th minute. <laughs> and the, the goal scorer is going to be Jack Grealish. Yay! <laughs> and that's going to be the final result. However, he, I also would not did be he surprised. Did he start? No, he comes on to change the game. <laughs> I um, I actually think um, that the this could be the game which goes to penalties for England. I think if anyone's going to go, that's the one. That's going to go to penalties because I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up nil nil in extra time oh, and full time. See, I, see, I, I, think but, be, I think there's going to be goals in this. It's, it's, it's a game that's going to go to penalties for England. I think it'll be Italy because I think they'll just yeah. defend and cancel each other out. If that's if that's if those two teams get there, and I think this mm. could happen with Spain as well because I think Spain have scored loads of goals. Italy can defend. Spain, Spain can defend. Italy can, and it's just going to. Sometimes you get games which cancels each other out, and yeah. I think one of the two semi-finals will go to penalties, and I believe I think Spain might go to penalties if if one of the two does. But I don't think England will. I think there's going to be too many. There's too many attacking players, and I think England, England, England got too much. I'm too yeah, I think any, any I think that I, I do. I think they've got too much coming off the bench to, to to lose the game. But you never, you do never know in a one-off game. Um, last thing I'm going to address. Leslie just said the bookies would love you, Simon and Andy. Well, if I put a bet on what I said, which was England to score early. England to win four 0 and Harry Kane to score two. I'd be I'd be loaded now, but I I don't gamble, so I didn't bet. But like, and on and on that on that point, side, I don't like to give somebody uh, as much airtime. However, um, I'm sure a certain person said that England would lose to Germany. So uh, and I'm Scotland not, and well, um, everyone well, else. Well, there you, go. there you go. There you go. It is. It's all a bit of fun. Is it? It is where it is. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Enjoy the games, as a, as it were. One of them will go to penalties. I think. I just don't know which one. Um, well, we'll be on. We'll be on. We'll be on the show, won't we, before the England game? So we'll be able to talk about it again and have another prediction. But <laughs> might change. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I'm gonna, well, we'll 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 spend a good time talking about Italy and Spain. I got the feeling that's going to be a good game. But I think that's going to be a really tactical game. Whereas the England Denmark, I think, is going to be like a Premier League game. I can see it being like end yeah. to end, Hopefully. just Hopefully, physical yeah. and whatnot. But we'll see. It's going to be good. Um, we're back on Wednesday, seven o'clock. Uh, Gilo is joining us for the final time in the tournament. Sad face, but uh, Dave, we've really enjoyed having you again, and I know the viewers enjoy your honesty. It's uh, it's been good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, been amazing, Gilo. Yeah. Your passion, your knowledge, everything about it has been absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely, you've made the show. You've made the um, the plan that we had, and we well, which Sai had the plan, and we 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 decided to bring it together. You've you've made it and more. So I can't thank you enough for coming on. The viewers of the comments, the tweets, the Facebook messages, <laughs> the things on Twitter. It's been uh, it's been great. Really pleased. Really, really, really glad to have you on. We just need to think of a way to get him back on Sai for another. I know. Uh, thanks. No, <laughs> well, it's Lads, lads, I, I, I can't thank you enough. You've made an old man very happy. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it keeps my mind sharp talking with you too. And I've said to you this before, Andy, you're wasted, son. You need to be at the club. <laughs> I think you've got so much knowledge. 
say you could be on Sky Sports tomorrow running it, definitely. Yeah. But I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, lads. It re really, I'm looking forward to Wednesday now, my last one. But um, thank you ever so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. No, it's my enjoyer. And I got to say, like, it's been phenomenal. Like, you know, there was a point where we were just going to do me and Andy doing it. And then we said, well, no, let's get some people on. And to get, um, you know, to get Jyla on numerous shows and have Rodri on numerous shows and have um, uh, Super Kev's join us on Friday as well. To have three three people, you know, of that stature and, and who speak so well and know their stuff, it's been yeah. absolute pleasure yeah um, really looking forward to it. appreciate all the great comments and nice comments but um i will be uh i'll go through the comments and have a little little uh, little look at them later <laughs> sorry i was giggling at some of the comments but, um, <laughs> here we go uh right guys it's been a pleasure we'll see you wednesday seven o'clock spread the word and uh, tell the people to join us for the final show next monday when we talk about the final but we got wednesday friday this week first let's go Network.